Awesome, Kyle. Well, yeah, we can segue into some of the news stories we got here. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of a jam-packed uh, week. Um, yes. So let's try and break it down here. We got uh, the first one is um, is, is a good news uh, story. So this is Iron Man VR. Uh, it has a July uh, date tied to it now. So it was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it was in mystery when they announced it with uh, Last of Us 2 was being pushed back. But yeah. now we have a date. So I pulled up the details from uh, VG247. Sheriff Saeed, which is a dope name, uh, has the details here. Uh, Iron Man VR finally has a release date again. You may recall that Iron Man VR was one of the two Sony-published games that got delayed indefinitely early this year following coronavirus concerns. It had The Last of Us Part Two for company, of course. Though Sony eventually announced a June release date for The Last of Us Part Two and a July date for Tsushima, Iron Man VR has been MIA. Until this week, with Sony now confirming a July 3rd release for the PlayStation VR exclusive, this puts it just two weeks ahead of Ghost of Tsushima, which should give you enough time to finish it. Sony promised more news in the coming weeks. Um, yeah, it's good news. I mean, this is a, a really big a VR title for for PlayStation, so it's good to have it actually on the books now. Yeah, yeah, it's nice for them to you know get some positive uh, you know news coverage for for once. Because um, yeah, it, it did sort of just disappear, especially considering Last of Us has been in the news, uh, which was one of the two. I know Last of Us Two is much bigger, but it was one of the two games uh, involved in that sort of whole delay thing. So it's right. nice for Iron Man VR to. And the people who are um, looking forward to it to now get the news they've been waiting for. Yeah, so that's a, that's a all positive here. Um, I don't have a PSVR personally. I I can't remember if you do, so I'm not sure if this is something you'll be able to jump in. You know, early on, mm-hmm. or what do you think? Uh, Iron Man VR. Um, and you had the you so you previously had a PSVR. You don't have one yeah. now. Is this a title yeah. you think it's worth, or it's like it's um, enough to get you to jump back into VR? Um. Probably not, to be honest. Um, I think the I think for the cost of them, um, I think it takes like a real. I mean, they're they're pretty much the cost of a console. Um, so and there's not many consoles I would buy for one game. Um, so no, probably not. I think the only game that I've seen VR wise is Half Life Alex. That's the only thing that sort of really drove me to maybe get one. But yeah, yeah like I've said before, my brother's got a Quest um so that sort of like softens the the blow as well right um because i can always just steal that off him he's only 11 i'm much bigger than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's true you know what uh, take advantage of that yeah callum <laughs> all right so yeah let's uh so go into our next story here this is uh, epic games announces unreal engine 5 with stunning ps5 demo um have you got a chance to before i get into the article here watch some of that footage what did you think just like overall? yeah yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's um, I, I try not to sort of like get too excited about it. I think the most exciting takeaway is um, that Unreal Engine 5 is a thing. Um, I think that, that that's quite cool. Um, yeah, it looks really cool, but I mean, so do all the sort of demo showcases for sure. new consoles. Um, but yeah, it, it looks awesome. And, and I think the most exciting thing are the people, like the devs who know about this stuff, um, talking about it, because I mean, they're praising it so much. Um, I mean, the, the, I can't. It was it. Um, Tim Sweeney from Epic saying about how you know it, it would only be possible with the the work that like the engineers have done with the PlayStation Five uh, with the new SSD and everything. Um, so from that perspective, it's exciting. The video itself is awesome, but I think the the praise that it's received um, alongside that video is just as exciting as well. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, there was some. Uh hate online as you know always is the case with the internet but like mm-hmm. issues with the fact that this wasn't a uh, an actual game that showed off it was more of a demo mm-hmm. but showing mm-hmm. off the potential the ps5 could do compared to like mm-hmm. a traditional you know unveiling um did yeah. you share any of that same you know issues i didn't have any 
Not really. I think this was more um, just a sort of like wrong place, wrong time kind of thing, if that makes sense, in the mm. way that, you know, every single time an engine gets a big update, they have a amazing like thing like Unity, for example, uh, when that when that had its most recent update, it released this insane sort of like uh, animation that was made in Unity um, ran. And it always says that running in real time on Unity. Um, and I think it just it just says it, this is obviously Unreal Engine 5 show, showing off its new engine and it's running on a PlayStation 5. Right. Um, so I don't think it was to show what a PlayStation 5 could do. It was just using a PlayStation 5 to show off this new engine. And then you've got people like Tim Sweeney saying, who's obviously the CEO of Epic, who make Unreal Engine. He's just praising the PlayStation 5, and that's all there is, I think. I don't think this was to be like, look at this game demo on the PlayStation 5. It was more right. like, look at what Unreal Engine 5 can do, and it's running on the PlayStation 5. Um, so I think I think, I think it's fair enough, you know, if, if people look at it from that perspective. But, you know, if, if, if you look at, Every other engine, even like Blender, like the 3D modeling software, every time there's a big update, they want to show off what it can do. And they'll always be using something to run it. Right. And it just so happens that um, Unreal Engine's using PlayStation 5 to show it off. And then Tim Sweeney made some really nice comments about the console. Um, so yeah, I don't think it was intended to be showing a game. Uh, but I think it was just showing what Unreal Engine 5 is capable of uh, on next-gen hardware. Yeah, I was reading this was intended to with the original plans was when E3 before it was canceled, this was going to be a playable demo at E3 to once again, Joe, oh, okay. it. this is, you know, yeah. an engine uh, demo, but it was going to be playable. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's awesome to me to see that even though this is just a concept and um, this is really to show off the power of the engine, it makes me even more excited for, for PS5 for next gen because the engine mm -hmm. looks absolutely beautiful. I know they've said that they aren't really intending on this thing being like... Uh, usable or uh you won't see a game that uses this until like uh 2021 i want to say they they were mm -hmm. predicting um now that's like just like for mainstream but maybe there's already teams that are allowed to use this and this could be like a early next gen game but uh, they're trying to keep yeah. those expectations in check a little bit yeah well i think that makes sense i mean if if Unreal engine 5 is is brand new um then obviously teams have to uh sort of use it and create and finish a game on it right which and for two years well even one year from now uh 2021 that's that's a, a pretty fair enough sort of timeline i'd say i did hear some criticism because this game doesn't show off this engine uh, demo doesn't show off any like rtx any um technology like that it's just using the engine mm -hmm. to do all these crazy reflections and light stuff mm -hmm. but um it's just more of a testament to what this this engine can do. It's, it's exactly it's yeah nice. yeah. I think I think I think you've got it spot on. I think if it's not using ray tracing and can look that good, then right. Um, yeah, it, it looks awesome. Um, I think I think it's really cool, and and I think a lot of people are, you know, getting a bit because because they've talked about ray tracing and four K. It's like with the Assassin's Creed Valhalla um, saying about how it's going to be thirty FPS. Right. Um, but it's going to be 30 FPS at 4K with ray tracing, right. um, which is it's be like, beautiful. yeah. And to be able to get a PC that can do 4K 30 FPS with ray tracing on, that's going to cost you like $1,500 at least. Um, so for people who are like getting annoyed about that, it's like, that's not the standard. Like 60 FPS 4K with ray tracing is not the standard at all at the moment. Yeah. Um, it's even rare in the PC community. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I think people are just sort of hearing all these cool things 
and expecting them in everything and it's just like it's not how it works really yeah it's it's very strange but also the whole like 60 versus 30 frame per second thing this demo running i think it's running at 30 it looks uh, mm -hmm. gorgeous all the naughty mm -hmm. dog stuff is running at 30 besides like yeah. the last of us 2 when it came or the last of us when it came on to ps4 they had that like 60 mm -hmm. frame upgrade but it, yeah. you can still make games they, they even look like more cinematic because like there's a there's just like different flavors sometimes it works for a different game versus like something like call of duty that has to be 60 frame per second so yeah. i don't agree that every game has to hit that benchmark if it's not no. the best for that experience yeah and it, it's just it's just numbers it's not like the whole teraflops thing right um whatever the fuck i mean if you, yeah exactly <laughs> i mean if you're if you're an avid pc game and you play all your games at 60 frames a second then you will notice the drop to 30 but like you said games that are made with 30 in mind will look good at 30 fps right um, so yeah I, I don't think it's as big a deal as people make it out to be i think it's just people being spoiled and um just ex just having crazy expectations and and going back to when I, when i started gears tactics um i i capped it at 60 frames a second because my monitor can't show any more than that um and the the, the cutscenes are capped at 30 um you can set it to unlimited but you, you the highest you can set it to capped is 30 fps gotcha. because like you said more cinematic moments right it's sometimes nicer to have it at a lower frame rate um and so yeah I, I don't think it's as big a deal as people make it out to be it's just it's just the toxic pc community trying to <laughs> sort of feel better about spending thousands and thousands of dollars on their pcs yeah no they're still toxic uh, console uh fanboys for oh sure yeah still too like they still are yeah. like hey we well, our consoles have to be 60 frame per second in this next yeah. gen stuff it's like all right man but not all games need to yeah. run that way or you know it's just yeah. like it's complicated and and console console players can't, don't have any right to that anyway because they've barely seen sixty FPS running, so they don't even know what, right. <laughs> what you know what what they're what they're missing really. You mentioned it's a numbers thing, so people see the on the box kind of uh, exactly, you know, details, yeah. and they go, oh, "Okay, it's got to look yeah. like this and play like this." It's like, yeah, come on. And, and I think I think that's what's happened with this demo. I mean, they've seen you know running on PlayStation Five. They've seen ray tracing mentioned before. Um, I think I saw it was at fourteen forty p as well, and so people mm. saying it's not a four K that. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, right. I mean, I, I, I've seen games at 4K. Um, I've played games at 60 frames a second, and I'm still blown away by the games I play on PlayStation 4 at 1080p at 30 frames a second. So yep. it's just, it is definitely a numbers thing, and it's definitely like a mental thing, and you just need to sort of appreciate what you're playing, really. Right. Well, yeah, we'll segue out of that one, Callum. Uh, we basically hit all the, the details there, so we'll... We'll leave yeah. that. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. And I mean, this shows off. You're right that it's not uh, meant to show off uh, PlayStation 5 like power at the same time. I'm excited that this is possible, you know, going mm -hmm. into next gen because, and it's yeah. funny, like watching that uh, that trailer, that gameplay, that 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 concept there, it's like games already look so, so great, so beautiful. Um, we just watched, you know, Ghost of Tsushima. That's mm -hmm. where we are now. So it's like, I thought maybe yeah. I don't need to see this, you know, next gen, but really next gen looks even more dope it's like we keep pushing the boundary and i, I don't yeah. feel like it's possible but somehow we end up being blown away again yeah exactly yeah i think um yeah i think people are just too strung up on uh seeing these numbers and it's just it, again it just all goes back to that weird toxicity that people have towards opposing things right right yep 
Alrighty, come. So we got the this next thing was pretty cool as far as like uh, once again touching on visually stunning stuff. So this is Mafia Screenshot Show Gorgeous Remake, a first game, release date listed. This is a uh, GameSpot has the details here. Michael Higgum uh, has the details. On May 13th, uh, 2K Games teased Mafia Trilogy and stated that the bigger reveal is set for May 19th. The short teaser video featured voices from the three main characters in the series and in-game footage of Vita. Vito Scaletta and Lincoln Clay from Mafia 2 and 3, respectively. But what about the original game? Well, screenshots from screenshots have appeared on the Microsoft Store uh, for what's called Mafia Definitive, uh, yeah, Definitive Edition, and it looks to be a full-on remake. There's also an apparent release date listed August 27th through 28th this year. Yeah, so I have the screenshots here um, pulled up. It's just pretty uh, mind-blowing how this yeah, game is shaping it. up to be. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks really cool. Um... Have, have, have you are you a fan of the the series uh i'm not but i'm not opposed to like jumping in if it looks like this mm-hmm. I've, I've never uh yeah i've never been uh not like i'm not a fan it's just um something about the maybe the story or the setting never appeals to me but seeing this mm-hmm. makes me think about giving it another shot yeah i think that's exactly how i feel i mean i i played um a little bit of mafia 2 back on playstation 3 um i think it was like one of the really early playstation plus games um on ps3 um and i think that's when when i played it and i think i i, I enjoyed it i just never sort of carried on with it for whatever reason yeah um but yeah i think like you said i think this could be a really good opportunity to jump back in um so yeah that's that's really really exciting it, the, the the screenshot looks awesome i mean i'm I, i'm sure it's probably rendered to to high heaven right that, that screenshot at like ridiculous uh resolutions and everything but um that, just, just knowing even if it was just a remaster with some touched up visuals. I think that's really cool. Um, really cool setting. There's not enough games uh, anymore that are set in that sort of uh, time. So um, yeah, that, that could be really exciting. That's the thing. Yeah, you're right that there. that's a setting that's not really mined very often and uh, it should be because it's really dope. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that whatever pre, you know, biases I had, it's like, I need to jump into this series. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this next story here, this one, Man, fucking got me excited. I whipped out my, I dusted <laughs> off my skateboard, and I'm ready to go. So I have the uh, Superman blaring in the background. This is a Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two remake announced for PS4, Xbox, and PC. So I have the details here. Jonathan Dornbush has the uh, details from IGN. Tony Hawk Pro Skater is back as Activision has announced Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, a compilation remake of the first two THPS games developed by Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy Studio Vicarious Visions, which has a long history with the series. THPS 1 and 2 will be released for PS4, Xbox, PC via the Epic Game Store on September 4th, 2020. That's for PC. With pre-orders offering fans early access to a demo of the iconic warehouse level, the game is a remake compiling the first two games in the beloved THPS franchise, including all levels, even the secret ones. And IGN spoke with Vicarious Vision studio head on Jen O'Neill to learn about more about what the uh, new and returning TS, THPS 1 and 2 mechanics would be. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I've watched the trailer. It looks really dope. I can't wait for this. I'm a huge fan of the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater franchise. The last one, of course, bummed everyone out with how bad it was. So mm-hmm. this is great to return. And Tony Hawk is involved, too. I know he had issues with issues with Activision when that whole thing happened. So it's mm-hmm. I'm glad to see this. Yeah, it's really cool. I, th- I think we spoke about this not long ago mm-hmm. um, about maybe because I think there were some rumors about it. Um, and I think we both sort of were skeptical because of the licensing with the music. But that even seems to be uh handled as well um yeah it's really it's really cool um I, I haven't played a skating game probably since uh the pro skater games uh i never really got into skate or anything um so i'm really excited to play these again i think they are just like a real mood like they're just a real yep. uh like a real like vibe um and i think that'll just be really fun um 
And I played. Um, there's a game that reminded me of Tony Hawk's uh, slightly, in which is going to sound really weird at first, and it was. Um, what's that game that was by Insomniac on Xbox? Oh, um, Sunset Overdrive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I played that on my PC, and it reminded me of Tony Hawk's in the way it was just like it had really silly quests, um, like you know, how, like where you've got to like grind along and yep. collect things, and um, and I, I sort of like felt that similar like vibe that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, used to give off, and I was just thinking like I really miss those kind of games where you can just like relax and just have fun and listen to good music and, right um so yeah I'm, I'm really i'm really happy that's going to come out that'd be such a nice like palette cleanser and um and maybe a, a, a sort of a little like resurgence i know a lot of people mm-hmm. want more skating games so if this does well then hopefully uh, more studios and more sort of people will will jump onto that i think so i mean there's been a it's a it's a franchise that like should have never went away it did but now i think I imagine the sales are going to be, you know, pretty nuts for this. So seeing it come back is going to hopefully get Activision on board with uh, developing another one, get Tony Hawk on board and making sure yeah. that it's a proper, you know, sequel. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't wait. I mean, I grew up loving this franchise. I remember the first time playing it. It came on a the demo for the warehouse came on a PlayStation one disc. that was like a Pizza mm. Hut um, promotion. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. me and my uncle at the time, he had a PS1 uh we booted it up and we we're just like blown away and i think it i don't think it came with all the soundtrack i think it was just that one goldfinger superman song and we just played that <laughs> until the the fucking disc melted like it was just we loved it yeah yeah that i remember uh playing uh pro skater one on a ps1 that i i can't even remember how i got it but it wasn't long ago it was probably like two years ago so and we were, and me and my friends were playing ps1 and we, we were laughing so much because you can take the disc out whilst you're playing it and it still works. Really? And we were, yeah, we were just like, we were beside ourselves laughing just because we were like, how does that even work? <laughs> like, on such an old, like, God, so how does it know? Yeah. Like, how does it preload everything? It was just so funny. But, um, but yeah, no, this is really cool. And Vicarious Vision is a great, I mean, they, they with Crash, they did such a good job of mm-hmm. bringing that feeling that Crash, the original Crash games gave. Um, and like improving it in some ways so i think because there's already been a tony hawk's pro skater remaster as well uh, if i remember correctly and there it was very yeah great um so i think it's it's a great studio to to head this project and um yeah excited to see it yeah you're right and uh, that was my first question once i heard that this was happening i was like okay who is doing it and with vicarious yeah. you trust them they've done the, the yeah. crash bandicoot reboot the spiral one so they know what they're doing yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm super excited. They're getting most of the music. That's my next question. Okay, what about the music? Most of it's there. Of course, they can't get all of it because that's the reality. But yeah, mm. man, I can't wait. This can't come soon enough. It's September yeah. 4th is when it's coming out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's quite, it's, to be fair, it's quite soon uh, considering yeah. it's only just been announced. But I mean, then again, it's not like a huge, it's a huge game for, for, for the fans, obviously, but it's not like, it's probably not going to be like a huge, huge uh, game in that respect. Um, so yeah, it's, re- it's really cool. It looks lo- it looks lovely as well. It looks yeah. really really nice. Um, I'm hoping that there's going to be like was it was it Pro Skater Two which had Spider Man? Yeah, so uh, had Spider Man. You could unlock. Um, there's that one cop you can unlock and other like secret yeah. characters, and they kept doing yeah. that with the other ones. Kept getting, like you can get Wolverine yeah. at one point, Darth Maul. Like it got pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder I wonder how they'll approach that. That'd be quite that'd be quite fun to to see. Maybe maybe like a PlayStation exclusive, you can get Spider Man. Uh, something like that obviously with the game yep and like the um, updated spider-man with the, like his newer suit yeah 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 um but yeah we'll have to wait and see but yeah, i'm really really looking forward to that. i think that would just be such a nice game to to play uh hopefully around that time is when everything should be getting back to normal as well you'd imagine 
Um, so right. it could be like a real uh, happy time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. If we make it, if we make it to September, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I don't care if we're making it. I'm somehow breaking in with my skateboard and and playing this game somehow. <laughs> All right, okay, let's segue into another hotly anticipated game. This is uh, um, some just some more like behind the scene dev videos that are coming out for The Last of Us 2. So PlayStation announces The Last of Us Part 2 video series, first episode available now. IGN's Wesley LeBlanc has the details. PlayStation has announced a new Last of Us Part 2 video series, and the first episode is available now. With little less than a month to go until Last of Us Part 2 is out, out in the wild, PlayStation announced this new series in a blog post today on May 13th with plans for a new episode to be released every Wednesday for the next three weeks. The series will cover different aspects of the game, including its story, gameplay, and more. Last of Us Part 2 is by far the largest and most ambitious game we've ever made, and there will be so much for you to dig into when it arrives on June 19th, a Night Dog Senior Communications Manager Scott Lowe said in the blog post. Leading up to the launch, we're releasing a brand new series of videos, videos breaking down key aspects of the game. Lowe said each video will feature interviews with members of the Naughty Dog team to discuss uh, design, technology, and many of the ideas that helped shape the game over its six-year-long period of development. The first episode, which is available now, is titled Inside the Story and dives into the core themes uh, being explored in the story, including a look at Ellie and Joel's life in Jackson County, Wyoming. Uh, Callum, how do you feel about this? Uh, I feel like as long as they stay away from story stuff, then this is fine. This is a cool thing to explore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like uh, the fact that they're doing this so soon. It seems like something that should come after the game's out. They've, mm. they've already released a story trailer not long ago. They've already had the leaks. Um, I just, true. I just don't think it's necessary. I, I don't think they need to do this. And again, and I think it'd be awesome. Again, it'd be awesome to have this if this happened after the game to try and like keep some, um, you know interest in it and and just like i mean i'm sure they'll do it behind the scenes of the game like they did with their their last two games yeah um yeah i i i, I definitely won't be watching them um i'll be staying away. i've already seen plenty um right to, to sort of get me interested and set some more races <laughs> um but yeah so yeah i'm not I, I won't be watching any of them you're totally right that um they don't really need this i mean uh, i'm such a person trying to sway, stay away from story uh, story spoilers rather that uh, I don't think I need this you know for me maybe it's to sell more copies of people who are on the fence I mean if you're on the fence for the last of us I don't know what the fuck to tell you like so I don't really know <laughs> you're right who's who's this for but um, yeah, yeah I mean uh, just to stay away from spoilers I definitely won't be watching either but I guess it's cool to have this but you're right after the fact once you finish the game you can then mm-hmm. d- go into the behind the scenes stuff yeah and I think I think having like a real deep look into the the aspects of the game like it sounds like they're going to be looking at like the game mechanics and things that's again something i want to see for myself right. like when i play it um, right. i think that in a way is an even worse spoiler than the story because the story is going to be so deep um it's going to be hard to spoil anyway but like with game mechanics i i really want to find out how the game has evolved um new things they've added i really whilst i'm playing it i don't want to know in detail and broken down how the game's going to play what they've added right um so yeah i i, I um yeah I, i'm not i mean some people obviously don't mind or, or like to see these kind of things like for example ghost of Tsushima, i really enjoyed watching that breakdown of the gameplay but for something like last of us part two um i just i've seen plenty uh, to to keep me uh, excited Right. No, you're very, you're very right on this. And with the ghosts of Tsushima, it's like they needed to show something because we didn't know very much, and it's a new mm-hmm. property with Last of Us. Exactly. You definitely want to keep this. I mean, it's going to exist on the on the, on the internet on YouTube. You can watch afterwards. Mm-hmm. We'll just stay away mm-hmm. from it, basically. 
yeah, yeah. I've got I've got no problem with them doing it. Like I said, I'm sure people people love this. Um, but yeah, I'm I I don't like it. I won't be I won't be I won't be watching it. Gotcha. That's fair. Yeah. Alrighty, Calm. Our next door here is about the PS5 SSD. Uh, PS5 SSD is far ahead of high-end PCs, Epic CEO says. So we kind of touched on this. We're talking about some of that UE5 uh, demo. So Matt Kim's mm-hmm. IGN has the details. Today, Epic Games, Epic Games reveals its next-gen game engine, Unreal Engine 5. To showcase the power of its new engine, Epic revealed a brand-new fully playable tech demo, which we just watched or talked about. IGN asked what advancements are in the PS5 that allows for Unreal Engine 5 to function at this high of a level on the console. Epic founder and CEO Tim Sweeney explained that it was the system storage advancements Sony hardware architect Mark Cerny revealed earlier this year that makes the next-gen Sony console powerhouse. I think it's, first of all, Sony has a massive, massive increase in graphics performance compared to previous generations, but you know, I guess we get the we get that every generation, Sweeney joked. But Sony's made another breakthrough that in many ways is more fundamental, which is a multi-order magnitude increase in storage bandwidth and reduction in storage latency. As revealed back in March in a digital deep dive on the PS5, hosted by Sony architect Mark Cerny, uh, Sony revealed its custom solid-state drive that targets at least 5 gigabit, gigabyte per second in terms of bandwidth. That's compared to the 50 to 100 megabits capable on the current PS4 hard drives. The PS5 puts a vast amount of flash memory uh, very, very close to the processor, says Sweeney, so much that it really fundamentally changes the trade-off uh, the games can make and steam and stream in. And that's absolutely critical in this kind of demo, Sweeney explained. This is not just a whole lot of polygons in memory. It's also a lot of polygons being loaded every frame as you walk around through the environment. And this sort of detail you don't see in the world uh, would absolutely not be possible in any scale without these breakthroughs that Sony has made. Um, so, yeah, it's just more info on how um, how monumental this you know change in mm. these new SSDs is going to be for next gen. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, and again, I've seen so many fragile pc pc players being like oh how is this better than right. uh normal ssds and all this and it's like if they actually read it it's because it's custom it's customized for games like an ssd for a pc is to um hold your operating system is to and and it's like and it's a multi-purpose thing you know it's for documents and, and videos and, and turbo whereas this exactly whereas <laughs> this they've been able to um you know, make it so that games benefit from it more. Um, the only benefit that games get from SSDs on PCs is that they load quicker. Um, they don't, they aren't able to be used for, you know, frames loading polygons and uh, the pit and the PlayStation 5, you know, puts, because it's a custom sort of machine, they're able, like, like you said, to put memory uh, close to the process or whatever that means. Right. But, um, but that's what seems to make this sort of trade-off in games. Um, and I think that's what that's what a lot of um, people who are on the sort of PC bandwagon of you know consoles are so far behind and, and all of this they don't understand that these things are custom built from the ground up for games, um, whereas PCs aren't. Um, PCs you need all these different components and they all need to speak to each other for so many other things other than games. Um, whereas a, a PlayStation Five is solely built to play games on. Um, and that's why it's so impressive um, and that's why these kind of things are only uh, able to be done on on consoles because they need that custom optimization to, to do what to do what they do um, and if you want that kind of power on a PC you need to spend like thousands and thousands of dollars and uh, and I think what Tim Sweeney's saying here, which is so important is that you know these guys who make these engines they need that support as well they can't they can't think right. Let's take a two thousand dollar PC, 
and build an engine around those components. They right. can't do that because no, because no one will be able to play their games. Whereas with the PlayStation Five, they know that they can build an engine that takes advantage of all of this custom, amazing tech, um, and build their engine around that. A lot of PC uh, players think that consoles hold hold games back, but they clearly don't because engines are built around the hardware that they're intended to be uh, used on. Um, so to have custom hardware, that is what actually allows these breakthroughs to happen. Um, so yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, I think you're really starting to see like a real apex of um, sort of technical engineering when it comes to, to games consoles now. Yeah, no, I mean, brilliant points. Uh, you're right that, and it seems like at face value, it's a controversial statement to say, you know, SSDs in the in consoles, next-gen consoles are going to be far ahead of PCs. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the benefit of having custom architecture, having motherboards built a certain way where they are only able mm -hmm. to communicate in that speed when you're right with the PC, they're kind of stock, you know, um, platforms mm -hmm. that have to have the, the certain way that they communicate with all the different uh uh, things that you swap in and out, but yeah. that's the benefit of yeah. having. Um, and I'm sure after a couple of years, you know, PCs are going to also trump this kind of stuff uh, for sure. But it's like at yeah. the moment, the way that they're making them custom made, uh, it's it's hard to beat. I mean, uh, yeah. and that's just kind of, that's the reality of it. But it's just people get emotional and they see that tagline yeah. and then they fire off their tweet and stuff. Yeah. And, but also PCs will be able to trump this, but they'll be doing that by using Unreal Engine 5. And Unreal Engine 5 was built the way it is because of the PlayStation 5, because uh, because it allowed you know its engineers to to work with this custom SSD. Um, it might it's probably going to change the way SSDs are with PCs now as well. Um, it, it, I think I, I I mean I could be wrong, but I really do feel that these custom consoles are the things that drive this stuff forwards. It's just that PCs are capable of doing so much but it just costs a lot to 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 do that gotcha yeah no you're totally right uh let's segue into our next one here we got uh just some uh, update on the ps4 it's, it keeps selling gangbusters so it's at uh, playstation 4 reaches the 110.4 million dollar sales mark this is a uh, details from venture beat mike minotti has it here as part of its financial results today sony revealed that lifetime sales for ps4 have now passed 110.4 million consoles that number was at 108.9 million in february the ps4 came out back in 2013 today the console is on its last legs with the ps5 set to release late, later this year playstation 4 has been a big hit becoming the number two best-selling home console of all time it is behind the playstation 2 which sold around 155 million machines sadly for the ps4 it looks unlikely to pass its older brother Maybe that's a task for PS5, and while Sony admitted that the ongoing pandemic has presented some challenges, the new console is still set to launch this holiday season. Um, yeah, just I mean, just to kind of put into perspective how successful PS4 has been to to reach almost past PS2, which is uh, the top of the top of the list there. But I mean, we're also we're at the end of its life cycle. It seems like yeah, maybe it's going to be we're really going to see. Uh, I'll let that siren pass by. <laughs> uh, we're really, really going to see it like taper off because, I mean, yeah, we're gearing towards next gen. Everyone basically and their mom already has a PS4, so I don't know how many more they're going to keep selling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I doubt it'll reach 155, but um, who knows? I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's pretty well known that the PS2 only even reached that because it was like by far the cheapest DVD player at the time. True. Um, like by huge amounts. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's going to be that kind of thing uh, ever again that will allow such like insane numbers. Right. Um, I think that's what they tried with the PS3 as well, because Blu-ray at the time was like yeah. what nine hundred 
thousand dollars. Right. Um, <laughs> but that mean that meant the PS3 was a traditionally you know or notoriously higher priced console, exactly, so it was yeah, a hard yeah. kind of gamble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think they were just trying to mimic the success of what came before, and it failed. Pretty, well, it failed miserably at first, and then right. managed to pick itself up. But um, so yeah, so I, I I think 110 million in today's climate without that being like a thing is uh, is insane. It's it's yeah. it's such a amazing benchmark. Um, and yeah, I, I don't I can't imagine the PlayStation Five selling or beating that um, because I think Xbox have been coming out swinging a bit better yeah. this time so i think the numbers will probably be slightly more even i still think playstation will probably outsell just because of the sheer like volume of playstation 4s compared to xboxes that i think people you know like myself if the playstation 5 was like 10 times worse than the xbox i'd still get the playstation just because i'm so involved in that ecosystem you know we we're talking earlier about how much i love trophies right um and the, like the meta game that comes with that ecosystem um and i think that the percentage of people like that alone will probably ensure that the PlayStation Five will still come out on top in sales. Um, but yeah, I think it will definitely be closer. So I don't think that they'll probably get to the amount they've sold now because uh, I think that is testament down to how amazing PS Four has been uh, with its amazing library of games, but also how poor Xbox started and they never really they didn't really do the PlayStation Three where they managed to rally around. I mean, they definitely rallied around around now but it's i think it's far too late right no you're totally right they did with game pass that and that side from their yeah. their hardware sales was like having that is really a game changer for them and kind of bringing them yeah. back to life but uh no yeah, you're totally right i mean i think it's seeing that sales of 110 million it puts into perspective our transition into next gen with the fact that there's so many consoles developers are going to make sure that their game is still on current yeah. gen because that's where the money is so i think mm -hmm. we're going to see longer legs for ps4 going into ps5 because that's where you want your game to be so that it actually has a potential to sell so i think you're, yeah. you're even if you have a ps4 if you bought it today it's you're going to be safe knowing that because there's so many consoles there those devs make sure are going to want to make sure that their their game has a presence there maybe it's stripped down it's yeah. not as next gen but it's still there in some capacity yeah well i think it was the same with the ps2 i mean you, when the 360 came out um in what 2005 2006 sure. um there was still there were like multi-platform games for ps2 and 360 i remember having a ps2 up to the ps3 and my brothers had a 360 so they were still sort of fairly neck and neck at first um with obvious advantages to the xbox um but even like god of war 2 came out on the ps2 after the i'm pretty sure after the playstation 3 came out mm. um jack 3 was very very close as well um so yeah and i th so i think you're right i think the fact the amount it's sold the amount of players there's going to be on those consoles the longer devs are going to support it um because i'm pretty sure i i i mean ps3 was supported for a while as well but um so many people just went straight to ps4 i mean it was it was quite affordable at the time right you know 350 pounds in the uk or 349 uh in the uk it came out at and um i i remember at the time thinking i mean i i at the time i i lived at home and was working full time so um you bought but, two of them yeah <laughs> <'cause you could. laughs> um, <laughs> but um but yeah it's uh it, it was a good price and i think the ps5 is going to be a different story i think the ps4 is like you said sold so many there's going to be so many people on it who don't want to move off of it yet and they don't really need to and the ps5 is probably going to be i reckon about 500 600 um so it's going to be a bit bit more of a step up in price as well 
Right. Um, yeah, I think 500 is a safe bet, uh, considering the yeah. amount of tech we're going to know it's going to have to be in there. Yeah, I think 500 is safe. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know uh, some of the there's there's data already out there, like uh, there's facts that we might have even talked about in the past, but uh, for PS2, it was still supported with like games like FIFA and other sports games till yeah. PS4's life cycle. I want to say like the first two or three, first one or two years of PS4, there were still sports games that were yeah. on PS2. So like they kept. I'd love to see like the statistics of how many people bought those games. Sure. I, I bet it's like huge numbers. Um, but yeah, so and I mean, I was talking to I've got a few sort of indie dev friends who live. Uh, one of them lives in Malaysia, and one of them lives in the Philippines, um, and they both they're they're. Uh, most recent console is the PS2. They still haven't got a PlayStation 3 or a PlayStation 4 just because they said it can be quite hard to get hold of them. And um, But but yeah, so it is definitely, there's definitely a lot that we don't see and that we don't, we aren't really acclimatized to. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think you're definitely right. I think the amount of PlayStation 4s sold will influence um, studios and, and maybe restrict their games slightly in a way. For a little um, bit, and then we'll be off to the races, I'm sure, after yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure the PlayStation exclusives will be very quickly shifted over as quickly as possible. Right. Well, if it's stuff like Ghost of Tsushima, which we just saw, it's like, bring it on. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with yeah. being with current gen for a while because these yeah, games exactly, still look yeah. beautiful. They're going to be stuck between a bit of a rock and a hard place, though, because they, they want people to buy the PlayStation 5. But they also want to make money, right. <laughs> so like they're they're gonna have they're gonna have a real decision to make to sort of forecast right how many PlayStation Fives do you think this game will sell if it's exclusive to it, yeah. Versus how much money do you think we'll get in revenue if we also put it on the PS4? Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting, especially from Sony's first parties to see how they approach that. Although um, that's an interesting point, just the fact that they're going to want to make sure they have a presence on PS4, but with the whole change in architecture with these super fast SSDs, is it going to be hard for them to go back and almost develop two games with the fact that they can load yeah. so much faster on PS5, but they're stuck with you know the old hard drives and architecture of PS4? I wonder mm-hmm. if that's going to complicate yeah. things. Yeah, because it's going to seem so like old and prehistoric to them as right. soon as they start developing. Uh, as soon as they get a taste of what they can achieve, um, if they're developing exclusively for PS5, it's going to be really hard to then reverse engineer that and yeah. and, and sort of restrict it to, to PlayStation 4 as well. Yeah, interesting. Well, we'll see. Uh, our next story here is more PS5 stuff, so we'll get into that. Um, so this is uh, more rumors on when we're actually going to see, because that's the thing. We talk all day about PS5. We still haven't seen the, the fucking box. <laughs> we don't know a price. You know, we still haven't yeah. locked down an actual date. But uh, it's kind of becoming kind of like uh, kind of attractive in a way like they're really sort of like teasing us. And it's uh, it's it's sort of like I'm stopped. I've stopped sort of being annoyed and I'm now like really like drooling in the mouth (laughs) to sort of see this thing. So I don't know whether this is going to be like a stroke of genius. Um, or whether I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be annoyed again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that's a a point I've had for the while for a while now, too. It's that because they haven't, they've withdrawn all the, you know, uh, information and they've been withholding Mm -hmm. rather. It's like they're now increasing that hype. Hopefully they don't blow it, but it's like I'll read online. We talk about like following different things on Twitter where it's just like general gaming conversations. It's always like, oh, we haven't seen anything from PS5 and Xbox is going to win, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, really, they're now creating so much hype anything they show yeah. people are thirsty for it so it's like they've yeah. kind of what they've done it on purpose or not they've expertly crafted this this hype machine and so mm-hmm. now they just have to deliver but it's like everyone's yeah. hungrily waiting for what they show yeah i mean it could be that they just understand how volatile the gaming community is sure um, i mean they've been hit by it hard before um 
because I mean, you see, you look at it now. I mean, what a week ago, two weeks ago, it was everybody in Xbox's camp. Um, or well, I don't say everybody, but the vocal minor, the vocal minority of people on the internet being loud were right. in Xbox's camp. Um, and now it's completely swung the other way because you've had this inside Xbox event, which people were really unimpressed with. Yeah. Um, which, which I actually thought was quite good, but um, the majority of people seem to be unimpressed with it. Um, and now this Ghost of Tsushima thing, when I just had a quick look on Twitter and people were like going mad about it. I'm sure. Um, it's uh, it's now swung the complete other way. So people are now forgetting all of these sort of things they were annoyed about. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so it could just be a, a stroke of masterclass from PlayStation, really, you know, because, I mean, they've they got... That, that, I, think, I think that's where we've all been confused about because we've all been like, they must have such clever marketing teams you know, why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing this? And now we're sat here after seeing Ghost of Tsushima, kind of like, oh, I don't even care that I haven't seen it. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of like mysterious and sexy in a way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Um, so so yeah, eventually so... we are going to see it. And so this is our next story is just uh, more rumors about when we're going to actually see some PS5 details. Yeah. So this is on Forbes. Uh, Paul Tassie has the details. Here's when we'll see Sony's PS5 reveal event. Or no, sorry. Here's when Sony's PS5 reveal event will probably be. Two different industry sources are saying roughly the same thing about when Sony's doing its next presumably large PS5 event. VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb says the event will be June 4th. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, previously of uh, Kotaku, has said a more general window from early to mid-June. But the point is, somewhere around a month from now, Sony has left far more mystery in place about the PS5 and its upcoming launch and we've seen uh, than we've seen from Microsoft to date. While not terribly important in the grand scheme of things, we still not have seen the actual box design of the unit, only the controller. We also really don't know what games are launching with PS5 other than a few third-party titles like uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But um, yeah, so hopefully if this this is on point somewhere around the right time, early June, mid-June, so it's it's coming soon. Yeah, I want to say, now this might be a little bit of a, a conspiracy, but I want to say here. that the way Sony or PlayStation handled um, Last of Us and the PS4, the first Last of Us and the PS4, was that if I'm correct, they they either announced the PS4 or um, like had a big showcase for the PS4, and then like two weeks later, Last of Us came out, uh, or like a week later, Last of Us came out. So it was like that month, everything was PlayStation. Like gotcha. you know, you've had all you've had all this stuff revealed about the PlayStation 4 at the time, the new console. The Last of Us has just come out and is breaking records everywhere. So it just met, it just gave PlayStation this huge huge boost going into the PS4, which could I mean we we don't know it, that could have a huge thing to do with why it sold so well, because um, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was E3 where they had all these reveals for the PlayStation 4, showed it off and everything, yeah, and then Last of Us came out literally like the weekend afterwards. Um, so whether or not, because it it definitely has I mean we were just saying about maybe Sony have been like uh, masterclassness the whole time, but. It has definitely seemed like Sony have been holding off showing off their PS5 for a long time. And it could be to do with the fact they've been waiting to pair it with The Last of Us 2's release, the same way they did with the first game. Sure. Because if they show it off June the 4th, what's that, like 10 days, 10 or two weeks later? I think 19th is, yeah, Last of Us 2. Yeah, so Last of Us 2 comes out. So that would be the same sort of like tactic, you know, to just have everybody's everybody talking about playstation properties everyone talking about but we've seen the new ps5 what yep. it looks like when it's coming out you can pre-order it now have you played last of us 2 it's you know it's all this and that so maybe that's to do with why they've been holding off they've been waiting to know when the last of us 2 is definitely coming right 
and then they're going to reveal it because that's exactly what they did with the PS4. Um, so yeah, so that's just my little conspiracy. <laughs> that's a great uh, no. That's a good connecting of the dots, and uh, I think it uh, it's a great idea because yeah, you're going to own a good month basically or a solid two mm-hmm. weeks if you pair it first week is ps5 the next week is last of us 2 chatter and then it's like you own that entire landscape yeah. with playstation yeah and it, yeah and, and like i said it's exactly what they did with the ps4 um i don't know exactly what it was they did but i just i just because i remember I, it stuck with me for ages that they did that and i just always have thought it's such a clever thing to do is to like it's kind of like a one-two punch like they've been waiting for so long to do anything they've just been waiting and waiting and waiting and then that one-two punch would be PS5 reveal, Last of Us 2's out, and right. people are playing it. It's, uh, it, I think it could definitely be to do with that. And, and obviously, it's it's only PlayStation that and like the higher-ups who know when Last of Us 2 would definitely be coming out. Um, so they would always be able to you know push off the reveal for the PS5 to that date anyway. Um, so it could be why. Because, I mean, a lot of people have been saying that it seems weird. It, se- it seems as though they were meant to reveal it now. They were meant to reveal it then. They haven't for some reason. But they were also meant to release Last of Us 2. So right. it could be that they're, they're trying to sort of time those together. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great point. And um, either way, I mean, I'm hoping that that all leads to June is going to be a smorgasbord of PS you know, news yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, I can't fucking wait. Yeah. Yeah, June would be, June would be great if that, if that happens. Because, I mean, we've got... I mean that that would mean we'd have a PS5 reveal, we'd have Last of Us two, and then next month we'd have Ghost of Tsushima. Um, so yeah, that'd be great. Although someone put all, um, put this uh, thought out on Twitter, I forget who it was, but it's kind of ironic now that you, months ago we knew that PlayStation wasn't going to have an E3 presence before E3 was canceled, but now instead mm-hmm. we're still getting the same announcements around the same time. So they were mm-hmm. com- uh, prepared to at least very much like compete with E3 by announcing mm-hmm. their stuff around that same window. But even though they weren't going to be there, they're still going to use that time frame to yeah. announce their stuff. Yeah, it could, it could be to do with that. Um, but I, I think I think the main reason I, I sort of think it, it, it's to coincide with Last of Us 2 is because there's been so many things saying that, you know, oh, PlayStation 5 were meant to show it off. They've delayed it or they, they're, they're, they've delayed sort of the reveal. They were meant to do it now. They were meant to do it at this point. Because um, I'm sure there was even like, things saying back in like february they were meant to reveal it or something like that um and so so yeah so i think i think it's definitely interesting that they they're they're looking like they're going to reveal it around e3 time but i i personally think that's probably coincidental because if anything because of what's happened with the pandemic and if anything that people are are saying about them delaying it is to go by then i think they probably would have uh announced it before then anyway true Nice. So we'll, uh, we'll end it on this uh, video. I just uploaded to uploaded to the doc. It's uh, something I found this morning. It looked at face value like it was a, like a full-on leak of this controller, but it's actually a concept that somebody made. But it's pretty dope. Um, I want us to get your take on it. So uh, I sent you the... It's a tweet. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Okay, yeah, gotcha. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. it um, I, well, I like... I don't... I'm not too keen on the controller thing. It's a bit like the Wii U. Um, but the the UI on the screen is awesome. Like the, the way... It sort of like slides across. Yep, is <coughs> really really cool. Um, Although someone brought up, if this was a reality, like the battery life would be half an hour because it's like the the screen, you know, brightness and like the fact the controller like is a convertible and pops to the side yeah. with all those other options. Like this thing would last yeah. five minutes, but it's a cool idea. Yeah, but who is this guy? I mean, he's got like a McLaren in his living room. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I didn't notice that before. I was, I was sometimes by the PS5. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah so but but yeah no, it does look really cool it's a really cool concept um does the controller like yeah it like slides up doesn't it yeah it That'd slides be cool. up That'd be the, so expensive <laughs> right yeah this would be like 400 bucks just for the controller but it yeah. almost like pops out and reveals more yeah. buttons the actual buttons themselves are leds where like the buttons will will hide and then come out like the actual sacred symbols yeah. and it's pretty nuts i mean if anything they're maybe taking some notes like hey this week this could be something yeah. that would look really cool yeah yeah i think it looks it looks very advanced and right. i could i would imagine that if something like that happened like now it'd probably like there'd be so many issues with it um but then again everybody thought that about the switch like with the sliding in everyone's are oh, these things are going to break all the time and they're, they're actually really resilient um so um can you tell yeah, what this video really is this cool. an actual thing this guy made or is this all uh, like a rendered cg thing it looks like it's physically there and reflecting on every, on everything yeah i don't know it it kind of looks like i think it i think it is a render because just the way like you can see you can sort of see like some shadows like you can see like his thumbs sort of look like green there's like a green screen right under them. that's the vibe and, I get. Like, his yeah. shadows yeah his shadows don't really like translate onto the controller it seems like it's got like a different lighting source like on it right like when he puts his thumbs over there's like a glow on like the the um bottoms of the the joy handles or the handles and i don't think his thumbs really cause any shadows you're right um, so i you think it's it yeah. probably a a 3d render but the the on the screen like on the tv that looks awesome if if the if the interface is like that i'd be chuffed oh yeah um, that's another thing i'm so excited to see is uh is the interface and to see because I, I hear that they're really like revamping that adding a lot of like meta features which um i'd love i'd love to have like a like a a thing to say how long you've played or mm -hmm. something like that as well that'd be really cool um but yeah um it's a really really cool video but yeah i think it is a render but a very very good one. Oh yeah um, for sure i woke up this morning i still had you know crusty stuff in my eyes and i'm like what is this legit and then yeah. kind of dug in five seconds more it's like okay this is just a yeah. render or an idea although, although i think i i i think the mclaren might be as well because like he's got the lighting of the tv reflecting off of the so i think maybe that's why he's got a mclaren in his house i think it might in fact i think it might all be a render and his hands are just like on top of it i think you're right that's insane yeah, especially the um, way the camera moves back and yeah. forth it's made to be somewhat like natural but it's yeah. calibrated um wow i mean kudos to this guy that's pretty dope yeah yeah because it doesn't quite look when you like I mean, this like keeps repeating, so I like can analyze it more and more. But right. like, the more you look at it, the more it seems like too perfect. Like right. it, because uh, I mean, people can. There's so many. There's there's so many people who can render things that look this realistic. So it's not like um, it's not unrealistic that this is a render. Um, but it's really well done. It's it's really cool. But yeah, I, I think the more I look at it, I think it's definitely just all a three D render. Yeah, because uh, it makes it makes the McLaren uh, make a bit more sense. Right. <laughs> oh, this guy's just balling so much that he yeah. has uh, just he just sleeps. Yeah, That's just, his car bed. Yeah, yeah. He's like maybe he's like doing tutorials, and these are just all like the t Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are like part of a tutorial <laughs> we did. Yeah, he's just like shoved them all in one. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, but yeah, it's this is just yeah. a, a concept, a render. But yeah, it's um, really cool. I love I love seeing those concepts. In fact, there's there's like a YouTube channel that does. I don't know if you've seen that does concepts for like uh, video game menus. Oh, okay. Seen, uh, I've seen stuff uh, uh, floating around. Like somebody did that, like a potential PS5 uh, menu, yeah. like kind of uh, opening up of that. Yeah. Yeah, I I see like the the really popular ones that which which is a bit strange is like the WWE games. So whenever there's like a new WWE game coming out, someone will make a concept for 
the menu on it. Um, gotcha. And like for like FIFA, so like yearly games, I think people like to create these concepts for like, and it's just, it's so clever. I have no idea how they, they do it. Because um, I mean, they look like real professional. In fact, they normally look better than the actual games you are. Right. Um, and it's like, why don't these guys work on the games? Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's I, I love like these sort of times where people are like uh, thinking about what it could look like and then making their own sort of versions. It's really, really cool. Yeah, you hope some of that seeps into the ideas of, you know, whoever's actually making on it, working on it. But, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like that first render of the, the PS5 console. I want that to be real. Like, I, I, oh, sure. I don't think whatever it's going to look like is going to look as good as that. You know um, what? That reminds me when I was watching that UE5 demo, they end it with this cool looking V. And I'm like, oh, Ooh. shit, are we going to see some like PS5 stuff? Because they talked about this running on yeah. a PS5. And then it yeah. seg- segues into just Unreal Engine 5. But like yeah, I was yeah. hoping for a second, it's like, oh, this could be dope. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, see that that like makes my like heart skip a beat sometimes. It's like <laughs> yeah. when I when when people mention the V, I just remember the dev kit and I'm like, oh no, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I hope. And then they bring that back the boomerang controller and just drop the mic and that's all they gotta do. <laughs> have you have you seen photos of that controller recently? Uh, not recently, but um, I know it's terrible. It's like it, it, it's not ergonomic. There's no way to be comfortable holding yeah. it, but something about it is cool to me. Like I remember seeing it like back then when because I, I vividly remember before the PS3 was announced. Um, I, mean, I was really young, but I, I remember all the concepts then coming out, like the boomerang thing um, and all of that. And at the time, I thought it's awesome. I thought like, it looks so futuristic. If you look at it now, it looks so shoddy and like so. <laughs> Because it, it was an actual like concept from PlayStation, wasn't it? It yeah. was actually what they were Yeah, they showed have. it off. And yeah, it, it was like at an E3 or some kind of some kind of place like that. Yeah, and the, and, and the same way the if you look at a DualShock 3 now, if you just like look at like the plastic and how it's been made, it looks so shoddy. Then the boomerang controller like looks just so awful. Right. Like, I, I just can't believe I thought it looked so futuristic at the time. <laughs> it, looked, it, it just looked. It yeah, it ends up looking like a, some kind of like Mad Cat's third party like actual. Yeah, controller. it looks like it would just like. It look, you can just tell that those buttons are just get stuck all the time. Oh, the sure. analog sticks are the analog sticks are like tiny. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's such a it's such an awful awful controller. <laughs> I, can, I need this controller. I imagine they made like five of them, and there's I, I, <laughs> yeah. there's a way to get a hold of one. Like it'd be so yeah, there must be like, actually. Yeah, somebody has it. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure someone will make one as well. Oh yeah, sure. Um, yeah, you must be able to buy them. Maybe on Etsy, somebody can make their own like version of this or something. Yeah, I've just, I've just, I've just, just from Googling that, I've, I've just saw, um, is there any way to obtain the, the OG boomerang from <laughs> yeah. Reddit? And so, someone said that, uh, that no, it was only a concept and never sold. Oh, there gotcha. must be one floating around somewhere. Though. There's got to be. That one in that picture has to be, I mean, it has to exist somewhere. Yeah, I'm it's hoping. It's probably at Mark Cerny's house. Right, right. <laughs> As he's talking to his cardboard cutouts in the corner, he's just holding the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It probably doesn't even function. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's just like they just made the housing for it. Yeah, and the buttons. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, Callum. Yeah, well, awful. we'll end it there, man. Uh, where can they yeah. find you online if you want to plug some of the stuff you've been, stuff you've been working on too? Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, quite a lot, actually. I've been keeping busy over this uh, period. So uh, Bear Monroe is my Twitter. That's where I sort of post if, if, if anything's going on. But um, I'm making a digital comic uh, for mobile phones, which is under development now. Um, you can follow updates from that on my Twitter or, or at Katan underscore games, which is my um, game studio Twitter page. Um, so yeah, so you can see updates for that. I, I try and upload sort of like daily, at least something sort of some, it's, it's weird. I don't want to upload too much to like give, 
to sort of like spoil it all but um right yeah so that that's going really well i'm hoping to have that uh released this year um and i've also been doing some videos uh just as like a little hobby thing um and i don't even i think my i think i reach it i think i changed the name of my channel today to wally weed which is like my handle i use on on most things yeah which is i forget w- to ask you what is that a reference to uh it's it was like my nickname when i was a kid um like I, I think it was like cali because my name's cali it was like cali wally wee or some something like that and and just ever since like that's some very british stuff always, there is, if anything yeah I've yeah <laughs> but uh ever since i've like chosen usernames like I, I never get called it anymore obviously but um i've always had it as like my handle online so it, it's gotcha. just easy to but for some reason, my Twitter is Bear Munro, which I don't really understand my thought process there. But, you made it, man. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, my YouTube channel is Wally Wee. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to just have some fun with that whilst I've got the time. And yep. So yeah, so keeping busy. Um, yeah, I've got lots, lots on. But yeah, if you want to check it out, then be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I did their account. You can find us on uh, Twitter as well, Plastic Heart Pod. Uh, That's it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. See you later. You're too late. I've already summoned meteors. Okay, let's go.